Hey there, everyone. I'm Ashley Blinkton. And I'm David Carpenter. And this is Pitches and Pearls. Hello, everyone. Ashley Willington and David Carpenter back for another episode of Pitches and Pearls. We need like a jingle, David. Well, I'm waiting on you to come up with one, so that's more your area of expertise than it is mine. <laughs> I, I don't think people want to listen to me saying, granted, you know what I've been watching on television? What do you got? It's called Songland, one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. It's better than The Voice and American Idol and any other singing show you've ever seen it's better than all those combined it's so good that's a tall order right there um it's amazing it's music it's songwriters who come in and sing their songs that they've produced for these like top executives and an artist like a big time artist and Mm -hmm. they um they're trying to get they're trying to get their their song picked up and um so then the so four people come in then the artist goes and picks the three songs they like the best and then each one of the those songwriters get to go with a producer and um do their uh remake their song to better fit the artist slash make it make it a like a banger and oh my gosh this music is so good and like all of these all these songwriters can sing freaking just amazingly i'm like dang okay well, now that's what you're hooked on. I've been getting nonstop texts from you know teammates, former teammates that tell me like Tiger King is like the new thing to get on with Netflix. So like I'm trying to decide if I want to jump on. Do you really want to be one of those people that just jump on the bandwagon? <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what it's all about. I mean, on occasion, you know, if I get somebody that's like, hey, this is a really good show, you know, I'll give it a I'll give it a chance after it's been out for a little while, but I'm not the type that's kind of just, you know, a flock with everybody. Now, I will say this. One of the shows that I've been locked in on, and there's only been two seasons. I'm waiting on season three to come out, but, of course, everything's kind of on hold with our uh, friendly COVID-19, um, is Yellowstone, starring Kevin Costner. I'm okay. absolutely hooked on that. I heard that and, one um, It's well above average, so don't even say good. Like, that's not even... Yeah, Ooh. that shouldn't even be in your vocabulary. It's that good. Um, so, yeah, hopefully hopefully they get that back in in order and get things going because I'm looking forward to uh, season three. Okay, the next one you have to watch, and you just have to watch this for me, please. Like, you probably will hate it, but you have to watch it for me, and I want you to actually sit through both seasons and watch it. Okay, what do you got? You have to watch You. I've heard some good reviews oh on it. I'll, I'll give it a shot. That is one of my favorite shows on Netflix by far. And I know it's creepy and it's sock- it's stalkerish and it could totally happen, but it's so good. And because it could happen is why it's so good. Like whoever thought of this TV show, we will do a whole, we will do a whole half a show on this freaking show. That's how much I love it. Um, the whole, when we talk social media, we'll talk about you after you're done with it. Um, Okay. the whole premise of it you think about it and you're like whoever wrote this show is either either knows somebody that went through this or is a legitimate psycho it's so good <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Anywho. I'll let you know as soon as I start watching it. <laughs> I, I will literally ask you for text updates as you're watching it, and I will watch it with you again. That's how much I like you. Anywho, right, we'll get to the real topic today. Today, I want to talk about something that um, is near and dear to my heart, and I think a lot of people go through it, and they're not really sure how to handle it. Um, I want to talk about failure from both like a personal perspective and an athlete perspective, and um, and kind of have us talk about how we've dealt with failure over the years I don't I think it's something that you know we're all preached and with social media and with everything else we're always told like we pretty much have to be perfect and we have to show this perfect persona and as somebody who grew up a very much a perfectionist who did not fail very often the first time I failed I had a really hard time with it and so I think this is a good topic for us to discuss because it happens every day. It happens to all kinds of people. No one is, um, no one is uh, omitted to failure by any means, and it happens. And if it doesn't happen to you, you're just a really lucky person. Yeah, I wouldn't say you're a lucky person. It's bound <laughs> to happen to you. Like there's a very few people I'd say that go through life not experiencing failure. And you know, like you said, experiencing it from an athletic perspective. Um, it's basically the same as, you know, experience from a professional's perspective or uh, within school or something of that nature and how to, you know, how we've been able to navigate it, you know, through our career, through our um, experiences in college, you know, that kind of prepared us a little bit for it. I wouldn't say it prepared us well, but it prepared us a little bit. And then, you know, there's a way to uh, try to deal with it the best you can, um, you know, when you're in that moment. And that's one of the things I think it's going to be great for us to cover today. Most definitely. Um, so I'll kick it off. Um, I won't go super in depth about what happened to me, but, um, 23 was the worst year ever guys. Um, I, my career wasn't really going exactly where I wanted it to go. Um, and, I didn't get a job that I expected to get, uh, that I was promised on top of it. Um, and then some other stuff kind of happened and I kind of crashed and burned. And I hit a brick wall and I did something that I shouldn't have done. And I fail, I felt genuinely like a failure. And for me, failing wasn't so much that I did something that... Um, I did something that I never expected I would do and I didn't a a accomplish some task. It was the fact that I was raised very much so to always put my best foot forward. And when I didn't, I felt like I failed and I felt like I, I um, let down my parents and my family. And for me, that was the ultimate. Like my brother and I were raised to always to like we were raised and we always put like would our parents approve of this. And finally, I did something that my parents, I mean, granted, my parents hadn't approved of some things I've done, but my parents really didn't approve of this. And for me, it was so hard that I knew I let my parents down. And that to me was a failure. And thank goodness my parents were also the people who had my back during this situation in my life. But if they hadn't, I don't think I would have made it out of it because I got so depressed when I felt like I failed. And it was just this spiral of things that just kept going and going and going. And instead of stopping and sitting back and trying to cope with the fact that I failed at something and I didn't do something that I, I didn't hold myself to the expectation that I always held myself to, 
um, instead of trying to cope with those feelings and and understanding that that's just what happens like there I'm not going to accomplish everything in my life because I was a very growing up I always accomplished all of my goals that I set for myself um I never like struggled really um I know that sounds silly and I know that kind of sounds braggy but um I never really struggled when it came to meeting expectations of myself and exceeding expectations of myself so when it happened, I just took it so hard and it was really difficult to get out of. And I had to go seek help elsewhere outside of my family and with a therapist to really like comprehend and just and talk about how I felt about it and really kind of come with emotions and or um, figure out the emotions and how to how to deal with them. Um, but that's kind of, that was kind of my, my deal, my deal with failure. It was just, it's really hard and it's not something I ever want to, I ever really want to have it. Well, I don't want that to happen to me again, but, um, it's, it's made me realize that I can't be a perfectionist. Like there's nothing perfect in this world. And I think that's something that a lot of people have a lot of problems with when it comes down to it. All right. I would definitely agree with that. And that's one of the things that I feel we as humans have this perception that, you know, we have this plan of how our life's going to go or how our, um, our career is going to go to be able to set things up for later on in our life to basically coast through, you know, try to get to retirement, enjoy those years, uh, but also enjoy the years during our, you know, our peak years, whenever we're doing really well within our career. And I feel that there have been a lot of us that have experienced that, letdown you know we you know, had this idea of what we need to be or what we're wanting to be and then all of a sudden you know situations happen that are completely outside of our control that really kind of derail our our track you know our our track of our career and so that's one of the things we have to deal with as as a professional whether it's as an athlete as a businessman as a um you know all a different number of things, businessman, businesswoman, however you want to, you know, you got to be PC with some of this stuff. So, um, but in the same aspect, <laughs> you know, what derails a athlete's career can also be, you know, derail the uh, CEO for Exxon Valdez or for BP or for you know, a number of different companies. Um, so everybody's experienced failure at their own level. And, um, you know, there's very select few that have gone through, their life um, without failure. And they probably have either a golden horseshoe up a certain orifice or they have a silver spoon in their mouth, which I'm going to say neither one of us had and a lot of people don't have. Um, So being able to rely strictly on your family, on your faith, on your friends, you know, there's a number of things you can rely on that are going to help you get through those certain times. I know for me, it was, um, you know, family and my faith in God that really got me through a lot of tough times, um, you know, from an athletic standpoint and even from a personal standpoint, um, you know, dealing with uh, certain things within my career, you know, getting drafted as a catcher and then being told that I wasn't good enough at that time that I needed to start pitching. I did not know how to handle it. And I remember talking to my dad on the phone um, shortly after that transition was um basically thrown in thrown on my plate and I told him I said I remember telling you when I was seven years old that I wanted to play major league baseball I didn't say I wanted to be a major league catcher or a major league pitcher I just wanted to play major league baseball 
and that kind of sent me back to where I needed to be to refocus and be able to, you know, re-examine how I was going to get to my end goal and what I was going to do to try and, you know, reach that and, and be as successful as I possibly could at it. So, you know, for a lot of different people, it, like I said, it can be, you know, your faith in God, your your family, your friends, or an outside source, you know, whether it be a therapist or something of that nature to help you get back on track because failure touches everybody, you know, and it's one of those things where you're not alone with it. You know, one of your coworkers, one of your friends has dealt with this stuff. Talk to somebody about it because they might have a different avenue to steer you down to help you with it. Um, because that's, you know, that's what we're all here for. I know from a baseball's perspective, we constantly ask each other questions. You know, pitchers are always asking pitchers, hey, how did you get this guy out? Because he's got my number. He absolutely just just wears my stuff out. No matter what I throw him, he always seems to be all over it. And somebody might be able to tip you off and say, hey, try this because this is how I've always gotten this guy out. And then all of a sudden the guy goes out there and has an incredible season just because he talked with one, you know, a different pitcher or even a, a hitter on his team. And those guys are able to help each other out. So I'd take that and I'd apply it to um, just everyday life, wherever you're at, whether it's, you know, you're a gas station attendant, you're a CEO, you're an accountant, whatever, you know, branch of profession you're in. You know, that's, that's something to really look into. So David, I'm really curious, um, somebody we we've never talked about this and and i know a lot of people especially in the baseball world um have a hard time with it but uh, and we kind of talked about this a little bit beforehand but how did you handle and how did you cope with the first time a team either cut you or told you that they were releasing you um because i know a lot of guys that i know they just they they go like like i said they go into this spiral that They've done all that they can do and they don't know what else that, I mean, they've, they, a lot of them have never been with a different team or anything like that. So they're having to try to start over and that can feel like a little bit of a failure in a fail in a game where you're only, you're only supposed to succeed three times out of 10. Yeah. And that's from the hitting standpoint. Um, yeah, I've been traded, I've been released, I've been optioned. I've been basically anything that can go on within a career. I've dealt with it. Um, so that's one of the things like when you first hear those words and you've been released or you've been traded, like the first thing you think is, what did I do wrong? Was I not good enough? And, you know, because you immediately take it on uh, to a personal level of thinking, you know, what did I do wrong? Uh, when, you know, there are times that you did everything possible that you humanly could, humanly possible that you could to be successful at that time. And again, outside influences, you know, caused the team to, you know, take the action that they did. Um, and it's one of those things where you really, instead of sitting there and start playing blame game where you start pointing your finger at all these other people, you know, or even blaming yourself a lot, you know, you look at it, did I give my best effort? Did I go about this you know, and prepare for this the best possible way I could? And if you can actually look in the mirror and tell yourself, yes, I actually did this to the best of my ability. And the next thing you look at it is, okay, from a baseball player's perspective, you get released by one team or traded from one team. There are 29 others that might need you for that exact thing that you just got released for. So you need to, you know, basically get your head out of your butt as quick as you can 
and work your butt off to make sure you're picked up by one of the other teams or when you get traded to another team, instead of worrying so much about where you just were leaving from, why it wasn't good enough to stay there, you got to look at it as an opportunity of this, this organization wants me with them. That's a huge positive, you know, and a better uh, mental shift going into that type of uh, organization instead of sitting there wondering, okay, why didn't the last organization work out? Or from a business standpoint, you, know, you get let go by a certain company, but there's somebody right there within a week that's picking you up, you know, giving you an extra 10 to 15 grand more for the same type of job. And you're sitting there being thankful because you're getting the opportunity, not worrying about, okay, why did my last company let me go? So that's one of the best ways I feel that I was able to handle it was, you know, there are other opportunities out there for me. And I'm going to make sure that when I do get it, I'm mentally in the right spot that I need to be and physically in the right spot I need to be so I can go in there and go after it with my best of my ability. And, I mean, I can speak to it from that. Like, the when I screwed up and when I technically, like, I, what I consider a failure, granted, it saved me in the long run because I realized I had some really bad habits that I was starting to kind of rely on to um, – to cope with how I was, how I, how I felt versus just talking about how I felt. Cause I, I wasn't a big talker. Um, if you would have caught me five years ago, you would have never caught me dead doing a podcast, <laughs> especially talking about things that I'm vulnerable about. Um, cause I was raised to kind of be this person or I felt like I was raised to be a person who was very kind of like stoic. And if I felt like I needed to always feel happy and look happy no matter what, um, because I had a good life. Um, like they say more money, more problems. No, I'm kidding. Not, not more money, more problems. But, um, like if you, if you're like cute and whatever, like you should be having a good life. You should be happy. Like if you're, if not, if everything's not balls to the wall and, um, went in a different way, but if everything's not, if something's, if you, if like, I have a great family, I have a good life. My, my parents always made sure there was food on the table and that kind of stuff. And I always felt like if I felt any different than happy and grateful, and if I didn't personify those things, then I, then I was like, I, I, I didn't feel justified for how I felt. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Exa- okay. So then uh, back to what I, what I was trying to get to is I've been laid off twice, or actually I've been laid off three times. Um, straight up fired twice and laid off once. And I, the first time that happened was so difficult. Um, and the second time it happened was actually pretty difficult too. Um, the last time I, granted, I, like you said, got a job three days later and um, it was kind of meant to be, but the first two times that it happened, it was just like, oh, that kind of came out of left field. Like, I don't think I deserved that. And, but it's what happened. And as somebody who has parents who are self-employed, my brother, my brother's been a full-time employee at his business for a long time. My grandpa ran business, multi-million dollar businesses and probably would have slapped me silly if he found out I ever got fired from a job. (laughs) But it was so hard to like see all these successful people around me and then here I am unemployed and I was unemployed for all oh, I was unemployed full time, like full time for two years almost. And granted, I freelanced here and there, but I didn't have a full time job for for almost two years. And that was so hard there for a while to just like 
to know that, you know, that wasn't going to be or to not let that define me. I think so many people when they finally have that moment where it's like, okay, it's time to make it or break it. They almost let it define them to the point where they're not willing to get back up and realize like, you know what, I'm, I'm better than this. Like my one mistake isn't going to hurt me. Um, only if I let it hurt me, is is that going to be a real problem? I, I know there's some situations where, yes, that will hurt you for the rest of your life. But there's so many things that the everyday person does that they try to let, that they almost let to find them because they they just crumble under it versus, you know, stepping up and being like, you know what, I'm better than this. I got this. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna overcome anything that life throws at me. And like you said, it's a big thing with, like, your faith. I personally... Uh, granted, I am a woman of God, but I personally don't think that you have to be somebody of faith to realize that, like, everything around you is going to be okay. Like, I don't care what you believe in. Like, if it's Buddha or if you're Hindi or if you're Muslim or Jewish or whatever it is, like, yes, I believe that helps you so much because you have something to believe in. But if you don't, I also think that, like, just being a person that knows that you can get back up off, that you can get back off. I know they say if you fall off the horse, get back up or the same thing with the bike or whatever it is. But I genuinely believe that. I believe if you have the mentality to know that no matter what, you're going to be okay and nothing defines you but the way that you want to be defined. If you can do that and overcome that, you can do so many great things. Well, I, think it's I mean, look of, at Oprah, for God's sake. I think it's one of the things that really... Um people do struggle with though because it does take a different type of willpower to be able to say i'm going to be okay you know and that's why some of these support systems are so big yeah i spoke on like i said i spoke on faith i spoke on family friends uh co-workers you know people of, of those types of influence within your life are very very important because there are times i don't care how strong willed you are there are going to be times when you go through things that you're going to sit there and say, you know, wonder what in the world just happened. But if you do have that type of support system, you know, they're going to help you pick up, you know, pieces at times. Because there's going to be pieces every once in a while that, that are falling on the floor that you're having trouble handle. And that's why it's always good to have people in your corner. And if you don't have people in your corner, find some. Find a way, you know, find you know, your own type of support group and just be able to relate. Call to us. We'll be in yeah. your corner. Yeah. Call, call Ashley and she'll get a, you know, get us in on a little conference call. I, I think that's one of the things that, um, have you, have you, I mean, it might just be me that's noticed this, but I feel like, and it probably doesn't help with the situation that we're in, but I feel like so many people feel like, especially, especially people who end up taking their own life. They feel, and I know that got dark real quick, um, but I've been there and I've thought of it and I've been in a really dark place like that. And for me, my family was so major key for me because if I didn't have them, I don't know what I would have done. And it probably, I might not be here today. Um, but for some of y'all, like, I know that you guys have it rough and, but you're going to be okay and I hope you guys realize that. And I hope whatever you're going through, failure, hardship, um, however you feel, because I know actually the, do you know what the biggest, what the biggest things 
um, which not to bring this up, I didn't mean to, but uh, do you know what the biggest things that that make mar- that break marriages up are money, communication, and sex. Um, and I feel like money and communication and support are the big ones for why people in their lives. Um, and I think it can always go back to one of those three things. And I feel as if we're seeing a lot more people and a lot more, especially children who are bullied, they feel like there's no way out of that situation. And so they feel like I did, where you can't talk about it and you're bottled up and you really don't know what to do or how to feel or anything like that. And so you end up doing something drastic because of it versus like you end up doing something so drastic that it can harm you versus saying to somebody like, hey, you know what? I'm just not okay. Like I couldn't even look at my parents and tell them I wasn't okay because I felt selfish for saying, Hey, I'm not okay. And maybe, maybe failure is not a good title for this. Um, because I think we're talking about so much more than, than failure. I think this is just kind of life and dealing with emotions and, and understanding how you feel. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like so many people just kind of feel like they're in this hole and they can't get out of it. And sometimes the only thing to do is be drastic. I promise you that's not the, that's not the way to do it. And that's kind of how I've talked to a lot of people even back home because that's, you know, of course that's where we're at right now, uh, dealing with everything with the, the virus that's going through you know, our country. And I've had a lot of people, um, you know, they're even baseball people start, really getting extremely negative about this. And I just kind of looked at him and I started asking him, I said, what, what is so terrible right now? I was like, I understand that we're going through some economic stuff. We're having to deal with it. Um, yeah, and I'm saying this from a standpoint of, I grew up blue collar, very, very blue collar. Uh, my dad uh, worked in the coal mines for a while when I was growing up. Then he worked at an aluminum plant and retired from there um, just a few years ago. So we grew up very blue collar. You know, my mom was, you know, able to stay at home, be a stay at home mom and wife. Uh, I was very fortunate with that, but you know, we were able to make ends meet and, you know, we didn't live lavishly or anything like that. So, um, you know, having that type of upbringing for me has always been a positive because it really puts things in perspective. Um, you know, when you see guys making, you know, a ton of money versus people not making a ton of money. So I can relate to both of them. Um, and that's one of the things now is like why there's so much uh, despair. Yeah, we're, we're having to go through a tough time right now, but we're all going through it together. And, and it's one of those things where if we go into this with such a negative attitude, it's going to get much, much worse. You know, if we're able to say, hey, I'm getting to spend a little bit more time with my family that I don't normally get to, that's fantastic. Or I'm getting to work on some things that, um, you know, that, that I really feel is going to you know, put me in a better spot once we come out of this. Like there's a lot more positive ways to look about, you know, look at this. And if you can go at it with that type of attitude, like we're going to get through this in a lot better shape than we would be, you know, looking down on it. Oh, poor me type stuff. So growing up, um, I don't want to say we live lavishly, but we lived a really good life. And um, we ended up, when the recession happened, my parents lost a lot of their business that ended up where they, we had to give, we had to foreclose on our house. Um, and I remember in college, my mom was so depressed because she felt like she fa- or her and my dad felt like they failed my brother and I because they are in themselves 
because they um, built their dream home. Like that was their thing is they built their dream home and it was a beautiful, my brother and I grew up in a beautiful home, Um, but they built their dream home. And now that this is all happening, my mom is terrified because they work for doctors and a lot of doctor's offices that they work with are closing because the doctors are either elderly, they have pre-existing conditions or they're chiropractors. Um, so my mom is terrified once again that we're, that she's not gonna be able to make the house payments. Um, and I know there's a lot of forgiveness and that kind of stuff. Granted, it's not, it doesn't mean that everyone's getting it. We'll, we can talk about that another time, but my mom's terrified that that's going to happen again. And she's not letting that fear get to her, but she also thinks back to that time when she feels like she failed. She not like she feel, or they, her, she feels like her and my father failed because they, whatever whatever reason that might be um and so like I know that things are super hard right now but granted my mom's a very faithful woman and my mom's my mom they're they're doing all that they can to make sure that they get through this um but it's just one of those things like everyone's feeling it and everyone's hurting and all that kind of stuff but she's also at the same time she's improving the house and doing other things like keeping herself busy so if you feel like that if you feel like something's going on right now at least like like getting your mind off it's a really good way to 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 cope with those things and to help with how you feel because sometimes the the devil can just get in your heart and in your head and make you feel like everything is kind of like the uncertainties are super uncertain and that um that you're not going to be able to get through it and that tomorrow is not coming and that paychecks there that that check you had to write for your house payment or your car payment or uh your student loans is going to bounce or whatever it is but at the same time like i hate i I mean i know everyone's not a not a christian but god provides um and if you don't believe in that like your something else will provide um, and just know not to be, not to be scared about it because whatever you're going through right now, whatever fear you have, like that fear is going to go away. This is all going to go away at some point in time. Um, whenever it is, however it is, um, just, just know that like whatever you're going through, whatever it is, I've said that 10 times now, um, but <laughs> whatever you're going through, uh, however you feel, everything's going to be okay and you're going to get through it. Uh, don't, don't be despaired. Don't be discouraged. Even if you feel like that right now, just know that in the long run, what you're going through now is going to make you stronger for tomorrow. And it's going to give you a story that you're going to tell and it's going to help somebody else. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've told my story to somebody that just kind of felt helpless. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, you know what, if you're okay, then I'm probably going to be okay. Or what I'm going through is not nothing, but what I'm going through is, is minuscule to like what the, what the benefits are going to be and how I'm going to turn out a year from now or two years from now, whatever it is. I mean, look at you, David Carpenter, you're a big, bad baseball player in organized baseball again, after a long, after a long run of a lot of hardship. It happens. But again, like this kind of in closing point, um, you know, with the type of stuff that we're going through right now, whether it be um, virus-related or, you know, somebody lost a job for whatever reason, they're trying to find a way to get back into this. Um, one thing I'll kind of throw out there, and this is something that I've always felt would help me, find small things to be productive at. You know, I don't care if it's simple as cutting the grass, you know, trying to straighten up stuff at home, finish little tiny projects. When you have that type of 
productivity in your life. Like it starts to build. You know, if you if you're trying to take on these huge projects and you're you're hitting brick walls and it makes it even tougher, find the small projects. Find small little victories and start building on them. Because as soon as those little victories start turning into big ones, that's when things start rolling the right way for us. Brilliant point right there. And we're going to actually end on that because David Carpenter didn't pretty much summed up everything I've been trying to say for the last 30 minutes. Um, But thank you so much for listening to Pitches and Pearls. Seriously, if anybody's feeling a little helpless or like they can't get through what they're going through right now or whatever it is, uh, just shoot me a message, shoot me a DM or something. And I will, David and I will give you a little pep talk or I'll give you a pep talk or whatever it is, but just know you're going to be okay and everything's going to be fine. But until next time, I'm Ashley Wellington. And I'm David Carpenter. And thank you for listening to Pitches and Pearls. Thank you.